Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Tell a friend. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke in. Hello Swaft Nation and hello to you Oliver Davis. How did you find today's show? I thought it was a fun show. I'm glad we finally got something written down for the crap gimmicks roster. Yes. I was I felt I felt like we were shortchanging people when they would submit the crap gimmicks. We would talk about the crap gimmicks and then at the end of it go um uh, is that a crap gimmick? Well it was like we had that it was almost a bit embarrassing when we were talking about it. I think it was on the Wednesday show where we would kind of like I had my idea, you had your mm. idea. It's almost like we should have prepared this sort of thing ahead of time. Whoa, 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 Luke. I mean, you and I are the uh, the proud owners of a overflowing Google Drive of folders and different Word documents mm. and uh, different episodes just logged within there. Are they Word documents? Uh, I think. What well, uh, I suppose what you're are they right. Called yeah. on G Drive. Um, no. Yeah, what does it? What does it call? This is the bad kind of <laughs> rambling. This isn't the kind of rambling imagine, people tune in for. Imagine if you're the first, like, all right, fine, I'm going to download their podcast oh, and see what no. this extra rambling is about. They tune into this episode and it's just like, is this what they're always on about? Is this the extra rambling that people have to go out of their way to hear? Let's do the iTunes reviews <laughs> to get some semblance of order here. Uh, first up, we have Need More Coins. But most of the letters there are replaced with numbers that, is, that look like the letters they've been replaced with. That is referred to as leet speak. Is it really? It is, yeah. Leet speak. Leet speak. Leet being spelled L33T. Ah. Yes. And what's that? Why is, why is it called leet speak? Scooby Doo, mate. Ah. That, oh, you oh, see, oh. I thought you could have brought the. That, we just lost the, the listeners. <laughs> no, that's it. That's the last straw. If he doesn't know what leet speak is. I'm out. I know. I know what leet speak is, but I do. I don't know its origins you or don't anything know like the that. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't play MMORPGs, which I'm pretty sure it probably comes from. Mamorpagas. It does look like a nerdy thing. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> it's from, from probably from people who play Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with playing Yu-Gi-Oh. No, absolutely nothing. I I respect anyone who plays uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Same with anyone who plays Magic the Gathering. Yeah, there is nothing wrong with any of those worthwhile Magic's proper boring, though. I've never done it. I I, uh, I imagine people get quite into it, though. Oh, yeah, it is. And I I, I really wish that I could be into it, but, man, I I couldn't get into Magic. Um, Star Realms, though, that's a cracking little deck-building game. You seem more like a sci-fi kind of guy. Well, I think that's probably what it is, because Star Realms is is based Mm. within space. You're a a 40k 
I, well, I am. Yeah. I was a Warhammer 40k player rather than standard Warhammer. And I also loved Necromunda, which was their like post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah. world-based one. Loved Necromunda. I was in a game, uh, a board game cafe the other weekend, and drafts. No, no, no. Um, near there though. It and to the table to my left was because I used to play Warhammer. I couldn't. I didn't play Warhammer. I bought White Dwarf, which was the publication. Love looked White at everything Dwarf, yeah. and was like, that looks so cool. I wish I could make something. And then crudely paint <laughs> something I've made and then be embarrassed and never play with them. Uh, but they, I love the lore and I love the, the, the figurines and stuff. But uh, yeah, they were playing... Um, it's like Blood Bowl. It's yes. like the American football yeah, yeah. version of Warhammer. It's so weird because when I was proper into Warhammer 40k, that's when Blood Bowl first came up on scene, which was like, like in the mid 90s. So I remember it being a, a thing on the, in White Dwarf. Totally. Totally. And so I was like, I, I loved American football. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant because it's like Warhammer 40k meets American football. But I never really had anyone I could play it with. Yeah. And it sort of died out. Something like Necromunda, but Necromunda never came back. And then all of a sudden, in the last few years, Blood Bowl has made this incredible risk. Surgeons, yeah, there's people really into Blood Bowl now. No, way. and it makes me we feel ahead of our time. <laughs> it makes me feel like if Blood Bowl can come back, there's still hope for Necromunda yet. My friend came over to me. This was a couple of months, and he was like, and he's, you know, he's like a lawyer, and he's a very well-adjusted member of society. He's very handsome, and he just says, uh, "Ollie, I'm into Warhammer." You know, like not to anyone else. I was like, "Are you?" Are you? And he went, yeah, yeah. Well, I went to went to the shop the other day, and I, I, I spent way too much. <laughs> I said, Where's this come from? And he says, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I just it, it looked good. I went in there. I bought it. Do you, do you want to get into it? I've got anyone to play with. And I was like, I, just, I don't. I don't have the time. I would love to. But I, and then I, I flirted, looking at a few of the races, and I thought, am I am I a dark elf guy or you know, chaos space marines have always been my bag. Yeah. But then he he was Warhammer. He wasn't 40k, 40K. And I was like, I don't want to commit to this fantasy nonsense. Yeah. So uh, okay, so who were you in 40k then? I was always 40k. I was I was a sci-fi kid, um, but recently I've really gotten into magic. No, but which was your um, uh, which was your? Uh, oh, your, I, was, your... I was straight up Space Marines. I was oh, yeah. pretty boring. What, what were you? Uh, Blood Angels, who were well, they were the red a, the red versions of. Yeah, they were the the the, the, the red marines. versions of the uh, the blue ones. Yeah, uh, my brother was the. But they're still space marines. Yes, they were still space marines. Yeah, yeah. but I was specifically blood angels. So because I, I wanted their their banner and things like ultramarines, that. ultramarines. I think I that's was, right. Yeah. It was the blue ones. Yeah, that's it. Ultramarines. And um, yeah, there's such there's... a noob. That's just, that's like liking John Cena. Like that. <laughs> I bet Warhammer fans are like what? And uh, yeah, the symbol was like a horseshoe. Yeah, like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but uh, my brother was uh, Eldar, who I just thought were the coolest thing. Yeah, they were pretty bad. They were just looked so awesome. But as usual, the Dark Elder were better. Yeah. I always thought the Orcs were a bit rambly. Didn't like them, but I, I've come to appreciate the Orcs in recent mm. years. What are we talking about? <laughs> we haven't even read Need More Coins we review read yet. Need More Coins' username. Rambling review is quite aptly <laughs> the title of their review. This is such a great podcast with two entertaining guys just having fun talking about wrestling and Warhammer today. <laughs> they love their jobs and it shows in how they talk about it. I love listening and watching on YouTube and listening to the podcast on my way to work. Keep it up, you guys. And congrats on making it onto iTunes. Woo! Need Woo. more coins! Woo! Anyone can get onto iTunes. Yeah, it really isn't that hard. It's actually... uh, But thank you for thinking it took some effort. (laughs) Uh, Let's get on with the show. 
probably going to say sorry for that little flub because this is the third time we've done this intro. <laughs> and subscribe to the podcast! I did wonder whether you were going to bring up the fact that it took you three times to get through that one intro. Well, sometimes I have to bring it up because I know you're going to bring it up. <laughs> you know, I want to own it. you gotta, you know, you got to call yourself fat or skinny or whatever before absolutely. someone else makes fun of you for it. Well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Then they can't hurt you. <laughs> then the words don't hurt. There was, uh, I mean, you even dropped an F-bomb uh, in one of your flubs. Um, fishmonger? Uh, no, no. <laughs> yes, that one. The crap gimmick fishmonger? Yeah, the crap gimmick fishmonger. Uh, but you are right about subscribing to the podcast. And remember that if you are donating to our Patreon page, you're going to get oh, yeah. a bonus podcast. You're, everything else remains the same. The, what? So, what? So you're gonna you're gonna put all the Wrestle Talk news episodes and Wrestle Ramble and the and the lists and and the reviews behind a paywall? That is not correct at all. Everything remains free on YouTube. But if you are a five dollar backer, you get an extra podcast at the end of every single month. Sorry, Luke. I've already typed my angry comment, <laughs> so I'm gonna post it anyway. We record. Yeah. We recording this slightly before uh, the announcement. Has gone on the rest talk news about the uh, the bonus Patreon thing. Yes, we're we're kind of so already we're, anticipating some backlash. We're worried because uh, people might misunderstand. Yeah, I, mean, I think people do because we mentioned the Patreon on uh, the the Wrestle Ramble on Wednesday, mm. and there were a few comments there that were just like, "Guys, don't do Patreon. Patreon's just a way for you to put things behind a paywall." And it's like, "Well, we're not putting anything behind a paywall, really. Everything remains the same." But if it's anything, just, yeah. If anything, we're creating a new thing that's behind a paywall. Yes. So. So everything is that this is a new thing. It's just us watching an old pay-per-view once a month uh, that Patreon people, because, you know, we want to, we need to give something back to our pa- Patreon people. Mm. They're the people who, who, you know, support us uh, quite considerably. So this is our gift to them. Exactly. People it's should see it as a gift a rather gift. than a, 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 what's the opposite to a gift? Um, I was a say, kick in the nuts. <laughs> I was going to say an F U, but yeah, yeah a kick yeah. in the nuts is probably a, a better. Kick one. in the ballsack. It's <laughs> uh, not that. Big shout out to our latest Patreon backer, though Seaborn Waters, who said, "I would like to donate my ten dollar donation to go to more thumbtacks for the t-shirt collage backdrop." Obviously, talking about this t-shirt collage yeah. behind us. Uh, no thumbtacks involved. It's actually all done through duct tape. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's it's a wall. We're not going to get the thumbtacks through that. No, exactly. That's that, and that's why t-shirts often fall down. Mm. Is because the it gets very hot in here. The t-shirts are a bit heavy. We sometimes record two episodes back to back. We have got really strong duct tape, but sometimes that's not enough. Adhesive only lasts for so long. Mm-hmm. Like most of the tag team, lovely <laughs> tag teams in WWE have been broken up this year. That's what happens to our t-shirts. They fall down. In fact, they break up with each other. Every time we come into the studio to record a Wrestle Ramble, we do have to spend a couple of minutes putting all the t-shirts back up, which is why if you watch episodes, the t-shirts often move around. One day, Luke, when we've got money. Yeah. I'm going to make a bat. I'm going to get I'm going to commission someone to make a, a wall. Yeah. A collage wall. A collage wall. wall. So, yeah, so we One don't that's have not to... that's not reflective. Well, yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> we can't have a poster up because it will reflect the light and it'll just look Because we've got these horrible back there. So here's a fun fact for you kids. We actually have these really cool statues behind us, like They're these vintage, cardboard yeah. statues, vintage, like Estudera standees of like The Undertaker and Steve Austin, yeah. but because of the light it just shines it's just reflective so yeah. we have to put them like directly behind us so they're really just there for us they're pretty cool though they are I pretty like cool them around. shall we do some crap gimmicks yes because on Saturday's show after the crap gimmicks thing has been running for a few weeks we finally 
uh, we're finally going to start signing people to the crap gimmick roster. Mm -hmm. So if your gimmick is crap enough and we both, you know, think it adheres to whatever criteria we have in our heads, which we're still not entirely sure about, we will sign them to the crap gimmicks roster. Uh, let's we, we've got some suggestions from Patreon first. So let's say those Krishna says the wrestler's name is Mr. Sicko. I guess opposed to Mr. Socko from Mankind. He is a sick man who sneezes all the time and so nobody wants to wrestle with him and he wins the matches by forfeit. That's kind of good. It's crappy. It's pretty, pretty crap, crap, isn't it? But like, it, it's almost like it's the um, uh, the Bob Orton situation where he got fired because it turns out that he had uh, bad blood, essentially. Oh, uh. And uh, The Undertaker found out that after he'd been in anger with him where both of them bled. Mm. And it was like, oh, yeah... Don't want to be in a match with you anymore. Bad blood, the pay per view. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah he had he had bad blood, the pay per view one, on DVD. Uh, uh, the 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 immediate stumbling block here is this is something Vince McMahon would never greenlight because he hates sickness specifically because there's infamous stories. If you sneeze around Vince McMahon, he will have a very low opinion of you for for a long time apparently. And he'll probably shout at you. The other story I've heard about that, Paul Heyman told this on a, uh, an Austin podcast once, that if Vince McMahon sneezes during a meeting, you've lost him. Mm. So uh, Heyman tells the story about how he was pitching him like the next eight months of SmackDown TV. Mm. And he was like, I had him. I had him like hook, line and sink. He was buying into everything I said. And then he sneezed. And Vince McMahon hates sneezing because it's something he can't control. So as soon as he sneezed, and Heyman was like, you okay? He's like, I just hate sneezing. And then after that, all Vince could think about was the sneeze. And he was like, he just didn't listen to anything I said after that. That is symptomatic of a very damaged psyche. Isn't it I hate sneezing because it's something I can't control. Yeah, and then so much oh. so that you sneeze and then that's it. That's your day ruined. That's like, that's like a psychopath. <laughs> that's, like, that's something a... a a, a bad villain in a movie would say. I mean, okay, here's the better way to put it. You can imagine um, Chris uh, uh, Christian Bale doing a speech about that while walking around somewhere listening yes. to Huey Lewis in the news. Handing out really good business cards. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the other thing is he, he doesn't like it when he's hungry. Mm. Chris Jericho told a brilliant story last year about how he pitched, I think it was Shawn Michaels coming back to be in Jericho's corner in a feud with Jericho against Bray Wyatt. And he made sure that Vince had eaten. Have you heard this story? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. tell it briefly. He made sure that Vince had eaten. He like asked the security guard outside Vince's office door, "Have you done? You know, has he eaten?" He said, yes, he has. So Vince goes. He, he walks in, and immediately Triple H is there. He didn't know. He's like, "Damn, I should have asked if anyone else was in the room." It changes the dynamic of my pitch. And he's like, "Okay, I'm just going to press ahead anyway." He starts to to um to to pitch the idea, and Vince says. Oh, I'm still hungry. Can you order me another steak trips? So so Triple H does. And Chris was like, oh, no. <laughs> He's hungry and there's another person in the room. This is done. But I'm going to persevere. Uh, so he's pitching it as Vince is eating this second steak. And at the end, he just says, so, so what do you think? And Vince just goes, bad cow. And Chris says, what? He said, bad cow. And Chris is like, yeah, I know. I, I heard what you said. <laughs> but what does that mean? He says, bad cow. It was a tough steak. Oh. And that, you know, that potentially very good storyline never happened. I've actually never heard that story before. That's mm. really funny. Bad cow. Oh, Vince is like. It's what, like a baby. What an Sneezing. Hungry. No, 
bizarre mind mm. that man must like I'd lo- almost love to be in like a little like fly on the wall and just just like follow Vince for a day yeah not like in a, a, a creepy or weird way but just to see what his daily routine is like because he doesn't sleep a lot mm. like he su- he survives on like a couple of hours sleep a day um, because he's got to go down to the gym he's got to be he's busy writing TV or like signing off TV for for this he's got to do five hours of original content every week it's bizarre because not only has he got all that creative stuff to do he does all of the other stuff. He does all the bit of the business and side of things, the yeah. Gym yeah, and politics. Yeah, and eating steak wraps. Yeah. So, uh, what they call they're not uh, tortillas. Was that the other story? It never heard of a tortilla before. <laughs> that one either. Oh, okay. I, d- I just know I that. Don't know that as well. Oh no, I, d- I just know that he loves steak wraps. All oh, right. It was. It, I can't remember the exact story. What what a fun way to open an anecdote. <laughs> uh, but it's essentially he didn't know what tortillas were. When actually he'd been eating them for several years. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and when they pitched something about a Mexican guy having tortillas as a wrestler or as part of you, that he's actually like, what are those? Talking about crap gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, the Patreon donator Seaborn Waters, if that is your real name, that's a pretty cool name. It is indeed. Like, so I read the crap gimmick that you sent to us via Patreon. And then I read your name, and I literally grabbed Ollie. I was like, Ollie, let me read you this gimmick, and then let me read you the lad's name. So why don't we, we go through this? So the, so this is from Seaborn Waters on Patreon. Which is effectively a Game of Thrones Iron <laughs> Island name. Seaborn Waters. So his pitch is the Seaman. His whole gimmick revolves around water. He's like the opposite of Cain. Instead of setting people on fire, he throws water water, <laughs> water on them. They can even invent a new match type similar to the Inferno. <laughs> but there's a little trench around the <laughs> ring of full of water. It's like a moat. And to really give him the rub, let him use the Rainmaker as his finisher. Rainmaker! I particularly love the way you said water there. Like water. Greg, Greg Wallace on MasterChef. <laughs> Well, I'm from Dartford, and that's <laughs> that's how everyone from Dartford sounds, and how I used to sound yeah. until I, I effectively did my fair lady to myself. <laughs> computer, 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 water, girls. So girls is one of the. I, apparently, I don't say girls correctly. How do you say it? Girls. Girls. Yeah. G- uh, girls. I, I effectively say girls. Girls. Yeah, so I say girls. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> girls. Uh, you know those um, uh, red vegetables, root vegetables um, that you pull out? Mm. Um, they go really well with ham. Carrots. No, well, they're, they're orange. Peppers. <laughs> red. red peppers. But I put more purpley. Radish. It's a bit like a radish, but it's a bit sweeter. It's good when you chop it up and put it with ham. You can pickle it and put it with ham. Oh, I'm not very good with food. <laughs> I can tell by your diet. Yeah, yeah. Well, beetroot. Beetroot. How would you say that? Beetroot. You say beetroot. Yeah. Because I, I say beetroot. I say, say beetroot. I, I say well. beetroot. And my lady partner and my sister-in-law think it's the weirdest thing ever because they're beetroot. they're quite uh, well to do. So they would say beetroot or beetroot, and I always go like, "No, it's beetroot." Pronouncing all the T's in words <laughs> is a mugs game. You're losing seconds a year. Yeah. By doing all the teas. Oh, it's like saying bath. Mm. So bath, and it, It's a bath, mate. There's no R in it. Oh, I say bath. You say bath? Yeah, but that's an accent thing. I'm, I know pronunciation-wise it's incorrect, but that's <laughs> what we do. Grass, graph. Uh, yeah, so the... Sorry, Seaborn Waters, <laughs> the man born of the sea. It, it is, but that is a cracking gimmick. It's really... It's, it's really, really awful. It's really... In the, in the best possible that's way. That's exactly what I mean. Like, that is... Uh, uh, along with Jack the Lumberjack, that's my favourite of the the crap gimmicks we've had. I did, the, the bit that got me when you first told me, and I cackled. You really did cackle loudly, with laughter. Was he's the opposite of Kate? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that is very good. Yeah. Yeah. If if you can have like an element based faction coming out of <laughs> Earth Earth Man They had that on um in WCW they had a tag team called Fire and Ice. Uh, yeah. Um and well, it was an ice train and I can't remember who the other guy was, it was Scott Norton. Yeah, effectively do um uh what's the airbender? Oh well the, 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 the Avatar, the, the last yeah. airbender. Yeah. Uh so yes. Let's are we going to sign him? Should we, I, should we get I, into the signing? Yeah, let's get into the signing bits. Seaborn Waters, you've 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 you signed the, the Sea Man. We're going to sign the Sea Man. Has joined the crap roster gimmick. He's the first uh, signee of our ble- bludgling bludgling promotion. Fledgling, fledgling promotion. <laughs> fledgling. That's a very different thing. That's we, it, that's yeah. uh, uh, Vince McMahon talking about sneezing. But it's almost uh, apt for the crap gimmicks. Uh, so we're also going to have Steve Smith's Jack the Lumberjack. Of course. Uh, he brings a log to the ring. His finisher is a double axe handle. And we are also going to go for Rocco uh, Bevelock, rollable Rocco Bevelock suggestion of the Glamorous Fam, which doesn't actually tell you what it is. But if you remember, it's the episode, it's the one where uh, it's a tag team, but the tag team is comprised of a person and the a hand puppet. Yeah, like Mr. Flibbles in Red Dwarf. So he gets beaten down throughout the match and he gets to the, the turnbuckle, tags in the hand puppet, and he just puts the hand puppet on, becomes a whole new person and starts attacking people with the hand puppet. So good. For the hot tag. So that's our crap roster so far. Keep on sending in your crap gimmicks with um, uh, because we're, we're hungry for more talent. With, uh, with the Seaman, uh, I'm also going to make a play for us to sign Shark Boy to come and join our promotion um, because I think he would make a very good second for the Seaman. We've got the mailbag segment now. I love the mailbag segment. Yep. Hearing from the fans. Of course, we've had the crap gimmicks. Now the it's sw- on to actual questions. Hearing from the Swaff Nation, you might say. Swaff Nation. Sorry, I haven't got that bit of lexicon into my mind yet. Mm. Uh, I do. It does kind of reject things that it's told. <laughs> so I'll probably keep forgetting it. Nick Schiff. Uh, hard as nails Nick Schiff. First up via Patreon. Is the Cruiserweight division a waste of time? I know these guys are great wrestlers, but I just don't care. And I mean no disrespect. I'm assuming it has to do with WWE's deplorable booking of them. Would it be better to just drop them from Raw? And this is very interesting because this ties into the fantasy booking warfare that we have literally just recorded. We recorded yeah. this about what, li- just before we recorded this episode. So we don't know the results uh, of it yet when this episode goes up on Monday. Well, we're going to keep the poll open until the following Saturday. Yes, when yeah. we do the prediction show for, for No Mercy. Um, so it's very interesting. quite timely for us to be talking about mm. the Cruiserweight division because I've been thinking about them a lot. And it's almost a year old. So That's the 14th very, yeah. September was uh, when TJ Perkins won the Cruiserweight division. So interesting it's been a year because, like, what can you say about this last year? Neville's been great. Neville has been... That's the only good thing that's come out of the Cruiserweight division is the ascension of Neville to this this, in this new character. And even that they botched with the the one-week title loss to Akira Tozawa. And utterly ridiculous. But, like, so is the Cruiserweight, Cruiserweight division a waste? No... And you're right, really, it is to do with WWE's deplorable booking of them because I look back to the Cruiserweight Classic and I cared so much. And I was saying this to someone quite recently because they got in touch with us. They were upset that we had um, uh, spoiled the ending of the um, uh, who was going to be in the finals of mm. the May Young Classic because we'd done it, talked about it in a news episode. We did put a spoiler warning beforehand, but they were saying we should have put spoilers in the title as well to let people know that we were going to spoil it. Okay. Um, problem with that is that they were already they were already up on the network. 
Mm. So the kind of ruling is if it's, if it's available to watch, then it's not really a spoiler. Like if we'd have done it way ahead of time, whatever. Um, but yeah, the thing why I haven't been as invested in the May Young Classic as I was the Cruiserweight Classic is because I wasn't watching it as a week-to-week thing. Mm. The May Young Classic, they'd lo- loaded four episodes for you to binge watch and then loaded another four episodes you'd binge watch and then it was over. Whereas the Cruiserweight Classic was drawn out. You watched it for like, I don't know, 16 weeks or whatever it was. And it was brilliant. It was the most like entertaining hour that they put out on the network every single week. And I looked forward to the new episodes coming out. Daniel Bryan and Mauro Ronaldo on commentary. Great commentary team. Because yeah. you had the, they were so passionate. And you go if you go back and watch that tournament, it's a really well-booked tournament. But the crowd are super into it. The guys get over it. It made me care about them. Some of these guys that I'd never seen before. And all of a sudden, I was like an instant fan of them. And then the like Cedric Alexander is the classic one. Obviously, we talked about him a lot mm. during the fantasy book in warfare. But he's just a lad. He's just a lad on in the division now. Yeah, he hasn't got any of that personality that made him interesting. I I mistook what you meant then because some people go, "What a bloody lad! <laughs> what an absolute lad!" You know, like uh, yeah. as what a, what a great bloke. I thought you meant that for a moment there. No, I mean, he's just another person. Just just another body on the <clears throat> roster. Like him and Lince Dorado is another one. He's yeah. just a body. On, he's just a lad on the roster. Grand Metalik, TJ, where's he? Yeah, I mean these poor guys. They're so good, and you're just kind of you're just wasting them away. So my there's I've, I've got two issues with uh, the cruiserweight division on the main roster, and that is firstly the style of wrestling they had in the cruiserweight division was effectively indie, semi-strong style wrestling. Toned down, of course, like it wasn't as hard as in independent promotions or possibly over in New Japan and places like that. Uh, but it was it was more current, you know, the, the more current underground wrestling that's really over with hardcore wrestling fans who go out to see the independent shows. It was more akin to that than the style on the main roster. Which is which is different, and everyone wrestles the same. But this was all about a clash of styles. You had submissions, you had people from around the world, international flavour. It was all about styles clashes, rather than everyone wrestling the same filtered way through the WWE mechanics. And that's that's what I was hoping the Cruiserweights would be. I, I was hoping it would all be about match quality, and then the character to, would start to come through that as well. Um, but wrestling was first and foremost. And... That was there in the Cruiserweight Classic. It was brilliant. Some really, really terrific matches. But it's not been there on, on 205 Live or on Raw. It's just been five minutes. Uh, the uh, You get the occasional, like, they do really good Fatal 5-way number one contenders bout. So it was a great one uh, at far, just before Fastlane, and there was another great one before WrestleMania. But yeah, that so the style of wrestling hasn't helped anyone get over because they're just the same. This, this cruiserweight style of wrestling is just the same as everyone else on the roster because Seth Rollins does a dive. Mm-hmm. Every like most of the roster in WWE are wrestling this cruiserweight style when really the cruiserweights need to go even bigger and do the style that they that's more akin to the indies. So that's that's my first issue. The second issue I have is. In the brand split, you have a depleted, you have a split roster as well. So we are getting in this thing with with multiple matchups between the same people. And on Raw, it's even stretched out more because you've got three hours to fill. And But you, you, you make the problem worse by having this whole group of people who can only face each other because of these artificial weight uh, restrictions. Because, you know... Finn Balor weighs less than 200 pounds. 
I'm not convinced, and people keep telling me he's six foot two or something. Apollo Crews does not weigh more than 205 pounds. I think he's like five, five, six. I, I reckon he is more like, you know, these are kayfabe weights. And really, you know, when you look back at Rey Mysterio and he rose Eddie Guerrero, those are smaller guys. Why, ha why bring more attention to them with a weight limit? And you, you can tell so many more stories. Uh, Neville, right? He's the top of the cruiserweight division right now. He genuinely had me believe in he was going to become the WWE champion when he fought Seth Rollins in that cracking match a couple of years ago on Raw. And he hit, even hit the red arrow and everyone actually thought he won. Mm. Everyone thought it was a three count. But uh, the camera didn't pick up on Seth Rollins grabbing the rope. It was brilliant, brilliantly shot. Uh, and you, you know, like, Neville can face these main event guys and people who weigh more than him. It helps that he's got a great look. Uh, but, you know, Austin Aries could have done that. Um, Tony Nese could have done that, who isn't as charismatic. But, you know, look at all the great characters. You've got Brian Kendrick, Jack Gallagher, Akira Tozawa, um, Rich Swan, Cedric Alexander, and and Neville. Those That's six or seven people you've got right there who could be in the Intercontinental title mix, who could form a tag team, who could, dare I say, even be in the main event with Neville. And it actually, uh, sorry to cut you off if you were going to make another point, but it, it's it's the same problem they got with the UK Championship guys. Mm. Like Pete Dunne is a star. Like he is next level great. Yeah, he's so good. But he's unfortunately involved in a division which has got five people in it, and he's only allowed to wrestle those five people. They won't have him step out of that to face anyone else in NXT, or if they were to or bring him up to the main roster to do something. It's like, oh no, because he's a UK Championship guy, so he's got to stay there. That's a real, and it's actually funny because when I was at the London Podcast Film Festival last weekend, this this topic was brought up, and actually one of the the guys from the Actually Dare podcast made a very good point, which is that the benefit you've got with someone like Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne is they're still very young, so you don't want to rush them up to the main roster and just mm. have that almost that Vince McMahon attitude of just like oh I'm bored of this toy just there. and then they become they become Mike Kanellis they're, yeah. just, they're on TV for a couple of weeks and then they're never seen again where's Bobby Roode been for the last two weeks and I, I, I don't want to be the, the, the bearer of bad news but I did say I didn't want him to end up uh, like Mike Kanellis where you have this big intro mm. and this big introduction and then you're just not on TV for weeks because they can't think of anything to do with you so that's the, the other side of it when you're talking about like bringing them in but you're right you can do more with them. You can do more with Jack Gallagher. You can do more with Cedric Alexander, Tony Neese, Drew Gulak, all of these guys, because they're really good. And the Pete Dunn's Tyler Bates. And I was talking to one of our editors about this on the YouTube the other day. Mm. This The WWE has got the I mean the best roster the re best roster that any company has ever had in their history of wrestling. Without a shot, from top to bottom, from the bottom of NXT to the top of Raw and SmackDown. In terms of wrestling ability. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. In terms of wrestling. Like not not promos. And, no, yeah. God, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like We're in terms strictly wrestling. In terms of wrestling ability, yes. but you look at that roster. It feels like you're playing um, uh, Extreme Warfare Rest, uh, Extreme EWR, the uh, that the, the database management game, where like you you could just control the promotion. You're like, oh, I like this guy. I'm just going to sign, mm -hmm. and you just sign everyone because and you don't use everyone, but you just sign them because you can. Uh, that's what WWE feels like at the moment. It feels like I'm playing EWR and I'm just signing all my favourite guys. Yeah. So, um, would it be better to just drop them from Raw? Uh, I don't know how 205 Live would play into that. Oh, 205 Live, I think it's safe to say, is an absolute failure. A complete flop. Uh, and it just it really baffles me how, how they structure SmackDown. I can't see anyone being happy about that. 
the cruiserweight guys having to fly around as well to, to make Raw and SmackDown. It's, it's, it's double hotel because WWE don't pay for your hotel, so you've got to, yeah. you've got to do that and pay for your travel. So what you know, like we, we've talked about it before, two hundred five live should be before SmackDown. That that would be a better thing. But I and and go back and, and watch our fantasy bookings about how we would save uh, the cruiserweight division on from Saturday's episode. But what I was essentially suggesting was to get rid of the weight divisions and have I I wanted to find something which was effectively the X division from TNA. Such a good name because you can have all these high flying and submission people and you can have a whole mixture of styles, the X division, without being hampered by it's not a heavyweight thing. You can still have guys jump in and out, whereas it really does create a glass scene in there. Have you ever heard um, uh, Bruce Pritchard talk about the X division? Um, no. So on something to wrestle with, he, they've done two episodes on TNA because he worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, was working there currently, but he worked for them um, before the whole Dixie Billy yeah. Corgan thing. He hates the X division. Why? Absolutely hates it because it's like it doesn't make any sense. There's no rules to it. It just doesn't make any sense. Like what? What are these guys? Why are Why are these guys in this division but not in or not in anything else? Like it's not a, it's not a weight limit thing. So why are these Why do these guys have to be over here? And then these other guys are put over here. It doesn't make any sense. There's an argument to that. I would say it's like the Intercontinental title. It's like what separated the Intercontinental title and the European title. Yeah. It's just a title that has a bit of branding involved in it when you think, oh, it's an X Division match. This is going to be pretty exciting. I always look forward to the yeah, X Division yeah, yeah. match. The um, uh, Destination, I think it's Destination X. 2005 I'm going to say I can't remember which pay per view is but it's 2005 might be unbreakable actually but it was the main event it was the first time the X Division ever main event of the pay per view and it was Samoa Joe AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels in a triple threat and it's one of it's one of the best matches I've ever seen it is outstanding so what would if if we if say WWE aren't allowed to get rid of two sorry they're not allowed to change 205 Live they're not allowed to change the cruiserweight division mm-hmm. so they can't do all those things we suggested like make it a make it more akin to the style of wrestling cruiserweight classic or get rid of the weight limit do you think it's better to keep the cruiserweight division how it is or just to drop it completely. Well, here's the thing, and you and I were, were talking about this before we came in to record because we were watching this week's episode of NXT. Mm. And I always call NXT it's a window into the future. It's a window not in terms of the talent roster that's going up to the main roster. It's a window into the future of how this company is going to run once Vince McMahon steps down. Because this is Triple H's baby. This mm. and Trips is going to be taking over the show. Him and Stephanie are going to be running this joint. And if you know, whenever it happens, they're going to be running this joint. And NXT just feels a lot like Triple H experimenting with how things could work. It's bringing in guys from ROH and all these independent things and letting them work very different styles. The takeovers are presented very differently to how WWE pay-per-views are presented. And takeovers are presented very differently to how the TV show is uh, presented. And Which actually makes takeovers feel so much more special. Mm. And the backstage vignettes are done very differently. Video packages are done very differently. It's And the other side of it as well, and you can tell this is a Triple H thing, it's more metal like it is, yeah. it is more metal than. They even had a band on stage for the last take. Exactly, over. yeah, because they had Code Orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the band's name playing there, which just felt like a WWF 2000 thing to do. Where it's like, Great. like this band is popular and they're doing our theme song. Let's get them there and we'll get them to play someone's entrance theme song, and that would be absolutely awesome because the crowd can really get into it. And it made Alistair Black look so good. Because I, I rewatched it recently and it, and it's so awesome. Mm. See. So NXT really is a, this window, 
And if NXT is a window, so is the Cruiserweight Classic. Because Vince didn't have anything to do with that. He had absolutely nothing to do. He had nothing to do with the Mayan Classic. That's all Triple H's stuff. You just like it's all on the network. I don't really have to pay attention to it as long as you're not spending too much. Then then we're 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 golden. Mm. So the Cruiserweight Classic feels like that's what the Cruiserweight division will be. Yeah eventually but it's so for me i'd say don't kill it don't squander it because in a couple of years time it's going to be awesome a couple or, of years well okay in the future it will be awesome um i think if there's no change in the cruiserweight division or making improvements i think it is better to drop it <sighs> you actually know yeah do you want after i said that because i, I yeah. keep going by this in a couple of years but it's not gonna be a couple of years is i don't, like, don't want to wait three years no and you say three years i'm thinking we're looking at another 10 years yeah. yet yeah. 10 10 15 years we're looking at yet with the with the current mm. wwe product yeah so uh yeah you free up neville you free up all those great wrestlers to have matches with other people if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, Matt Taylor, via email, writes in, a bit of a different subject here. I have been a wrestling fan for many years on and off, and now in my mid-thirties... Welcome to the club, man. I have acquired a wife and child. And children, sorry. Two children. I don't know how many. And in my mid-thirties, I have acquired a wife and children. Congratulations. Um, Were they just out there? Is the way you say acquired. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, as someone who's getting married in October, I know that you certainly don't just acquire a wife. Um, there's a, a lot of a lot of admin that's got to be done in the interim mm. to, to make that all official. But I don't know how it works with children because I don't have any of those yet. Yeah. 
I'm sure there's a website you can acquire a wife from. It usually <laughs> pops up in the corner. Local. Local or from abroad. <laughs> um, my oldest child is eight, and I believe that he would love wrestling. However, my wife has forbid me from introducing him into it. Into it? I guess to it. Mm-hmm. No one to put him in a wrestling ring. Uh, what shall I do? William, is the son's name, is aware of wrestling and has been on the receiving end of many wrestling moves, which he really enjoys when we play. If you re- read that out, you might want to add a disclaimer. Uh, uh, yeah, sure please, it was all safe. Please don't try this at home. Should Bodies I... have been bruised. How to learn to fall off a 20-foot ladder? I've had surgery five times <laughs> in my right knee. That's right. That's is that, right, is that right? See, I always go to, um, uh, I dislocated my shoulder. I think I, I, I was... I, Broke a tailbone. Yeah. Uh, should I go against my wife's judgment and just go for it? If so, is eight years old the right time to do so? Or should I cede to her demands? Mm, well, that in, that last one's very interesting because you don't want to upset the apple cart, do mm. you? Um, but I feel that, like, as an eight-year-old... Because wrestling is, is... This is a PG product. It's aimed at kids. That's why they do... Flintstones and WWE, the Wrestle Rock Rumble or whatever it was. Mm. Then they do, like, the stuff with Scooby-Doo. They want kids watching this product. And it's that argument goes like, oh, why doesn't the Attitude Era come back? Is because that audience doesn't exist anymore. But there's always kids. Kids are always into things. Mm. But like kids get to a certain age, stop liking it. But that's fine because there's all these other kids here and uh, that are growing up. And now they'll, they'll get into it instead. That's kind of like the idea, the sort of cyclical idea. I think eight years old is a really good age to get into wrestling. He might like Roman Reigns, but yeah. like, you know, like uh, your uh, cousin's uh, child. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he, not Brock Lesnar because he gets a boo. Yeah, he. I mean, he's like five or six, and he loves wrestling. Um, the, I mean, most people that's the age they get into it. But you know, we we people talk about loving Hulk Hogan as a kid or Ultimate Warrior and coming up through then, and that, that those you know to like those characters, you are around like five, six. Seven. Yeah, uh, that's how old I was when I first started watching. I suppose the other question as well is like, are his friends into it? Mm. Because like, oh, it, yeah, because you don't want to be the only oh, one. No, God, that was the worst, absolutely the worst. So, uh, story from my childhood here, from my teenage years. Mm. So, I like, I was super into wrestling um, when I was a teenager. Two thousand was like peak yep. uh, wrestling fandom for me, and I had a friend who was also like super into wrestling, and he was into wrestling before I was, and he had loads of VHS and stuff. So I'd always go around to his house to watch these old school. Was, that's how I mostly induced a lot of like the pre Attitude Era and some of the Attitude Era stuff that I didn't see because I wasn't watching it at the time. Um, and so that was great. It was like we could talk about wrestling. We played wrestling games together. You know, did some play wrestling in the backyard. All that sort of, you know, all that good stuff you do when you're a wreck this teenager but then he stopped watching he just stopped he just i said i'm I'm losing interest Mm. in it now and he just fell out of interest with it but i carried on watching it like stayed strong and i watched it on my own and there's nothing sadder than just being a wrestling fan on your own and you've got no one to talk with it about and that's and then you end up just being on forums and then, or, or you come, you come and be part. But like when I was when I was a teenager, we didn't have YouTube. I couldn't be we part of it. I didn't have that sort of thing. You know, all I had were like very rudimentary forums mm. and things like that. The old days of the smartmarks.com, which is where I used to go. So yeah, I, I think if you got if you're got friends, that's why you're so good. That's why I like you yeah, so much. It's because you. we can talk about wrestling, and I don't have any other friend. Actually, what I'm talking about my best man's a huge fan of wrestling, and that was actually great when I met him at work. Like we bonded over our love yeah, of wrestling, yeah. and it was so so awesome to finally have that again. 
you know those people uh, works uh, always you don't know anyone at work <laughs> within three months you'll know everyone who's arrested yeah. <laughs> and you, you know you've got a little email chain exactly well look, my university housemate the one who got married quite recently congratulations Kel, if you are watching uh i wasn't interesting when i went to university i dropped out of it completely around 2002 and he was mad interesting but he was the only one and so once I got back into wrestling and all of a sudden like, his little face lit up because mm. it's like oh, I've got a friend who's into wrestling again yeah. and that we message each other all the time now about wrestling stuff and it's great it's, it's, it's created a lifelong friendship for us and you could have that friendship with your eight year old yeah, son yeah so good you can get him watching don't, make him donate yeah. to Patreon yeah that's that's <laughs> probably the best way to do it actually to, to give, give, let him watch us yeah we're pretty uh, PG I, so here's my pick Here, here's my pitch because there is, you don't want to annoy your wife, mm. and of course the the the, the kid's mother. Uh, my mum hated wrestling. As um, did mine. Yeah, so I I see. Yeah, it's tricky. So maybe the best way is to propose and really push for. You know, just like why don't you try it out? Honestly, a house show, a WWE. Yeah, that's a really good show. A WWE house show, not a TV taping. They're the worst. <laughs> a house show where all the wrestlers are just, you know, hamming it up for the crowd. It's really camp. Everything's comic booky. The Miz will sit, stand there for like 10 minutes and cut a stupid promo on the crowd. And then a baby face will do some cool moves and beat him up and everyone will be happy. Your kids will love it. They'll go yeah. crazy. House shows are so much fun to go yeah. to. Yeah. And then especially like maybe your wife might see, oh, you know, I still don't, I doubt she'll convert that's mm-hmm. oh like, this is amazing let's watch let's stay up all night and watch the favor view what time does raw start 1am brilliant let's stay We've up got and work tomorrow <laughs> i don't care uh yeah so maybe she'll see how uh, much joy it brings uh, your children if they do enjoy it yeah and she might acquiesce there. What I would suggest though is don't show her anything from the Attitude Era because that, that is that is not a way to create a new fan. No, no, no. Okay, and then lastly we have Pierce Frost, who has cut. That is that's a good wrestling name. It is a good Pierce wrestling name. Pierce Frost, or or a detective name. Yeah, that's also good. Yeah. I mean, either of those could be one word detective shows. <laughs> Pierce Frost. Well, yeah. there already was because there was Touch of Frost. With walking, uh, David Jason. Walking round with the electric shaver. <laughs> little hip flask of whiskey. What are we doing there? Uh, the, they write in and they say, I have a theory which I think may help with the similarity between Raw and SmackDown every week. I believe if the tag team division was on one brand, for example, Raw, and the women's division was, the, was on the opposing brand, so in this case SmackDown Live, it would make both shows have a big difference in them. A few positives to this would be that there is a bigger range of talent so feuds wouldn't be so stale and you would only have one belt for the tag teams and one belt for the women however this would mean that for the pay-per-views there would be less variety of matches to do it and it may become boring so my question for you is i would love to hear what you both have to say on this theory and whether it could work yeah that i think my only uh criticism against that is it's i don't like the fact that the women just feel like their own separate thing like they are the women's division just in the same way they are the cruiserweight division but they can't fight outside i'm not i'm not, sa- I'm not saying that they have to, they should fight outside that division but it's just that's why women only get one segment on a show each week is because oh we need to have our women's division segments and it's the same thing here it's like ah let's put all the women onto one show because then if you watch a raw pay view there's no women matches whatsoever it's just that is a, just it's a meaty show and then smackdown if you then only have say like 
you might have a, a better mix. But then why is that only on SmackDown? Why the guy can't that be on both shows? Mm. So that's my only thing. However, the positive side of that is that there's only one belt. Yeah. And that does make things feel more prestigious. And as I said in my uh, Five Things Wrong with the Brand Split video, um, the Steen Ambrose and Seth Rollins win the tag team titles at SummerSlam would have, been, would have meant so much more if the Usos hadn't won the belts that look exactly the same earlier in the mm. show. So that is that is a bit of an issue. Yeah, I I I think the benefits of having one belt for the women's division and having a much deeper pool of talent all there to go, uh, that's that far out out exceeds the negatives of only having them on one show. Mm -hmm. I think that feel like a, a much bigger deal. <clears throat> and if you really let the women, the the proper very good wrestlers, your Sasha Banks, your Charlottes, your Becky Lynches, your Baileys, actually go and ask her, geez, like that's you know those five on the same brand they'll have really good quality matches if you let them and they can get over but it's only five people that's the problem that you, i think there's well, you're... six there oh well, five yeah yeah but you but then you'd have your you know nia jackson Alexa bliss you'd have yeah. a, loads of people over one belt well, no, naomi it... natalia oh okay i see i'm oh, sorry i see what you're saying now but like i think you could still oh. split them across both brands mm. but like just not have six people in in each brand in each division yeah had it, it's adding more people i was saying this to, to, to a buddy of mine he was talking about how the nxt women's division <clears> has been really depleted and hasn't been as interesting outside of the awesomeness of Asuka and kind of the rise of ember moon ever since you lost the four horse women because mm. you had that brilliant period when you had bailey sasha Be uh, becky lynch uh when they, they were all fighting over the the belt but then all four of them left, and it was like, okay, well, we've got Asuka, but there's no one else apart from Asuka that we that she can really fight. And you have got great talent there. Like, I really like Peyton Royce, really like Billy Kay. But then I was like, okay, who else is there? Liv Morgan's really green. Um, and that's it. And Ember Moon. Like it's, and you've got Nikki Cross as well. She's awesome. And, I, and I'm kind of really warming to Ruby Riot now. <coughs> but again, that's only like four lasses. Mm. Uh, what I was saying to him is, I was like, but it's all right, because we've now got the, the Mae Young Classic. That's 32 women there. And each one of the... There's not really a bad apple among that bunch. Marty Bell didn't have a good showing. And there are some people that could do with a bit of work. But that's what NXT's for. But you can use a lot of those women now in NXT, bolster that division, and then bolster the, the main roster division. So it's not just... And it's not just six women on either side. That's why feuds grow stale. No, I, I think... I, I'm a big fan of putting the women's division all on one brand. Okay. Really, really make it a prestige thing. Have a a depth of talent and although it does sound like oh that sounds like you're making the women's division a gimmick kind of are but i think the benefits of just having them like that they'll be seen as a much bigger deal in the long run i think yeah that would work the 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 tag team thing um the problem is with raw you've got three hours to fill so you can't that they almost need an extra kind of division which is why they're the cruiserweights yeah which is why they got the cruiserweights and they don't use them yeah uh, so I pitched this when the brand split first happened, like how I would do it. I w and you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this. Mm, interesting. Is uh, the tag team division is exclusive to SmackDown and a trios championship <laughs> should be on Raw. Cool. Yes. I mean, I I don't hate the idea of a trios championship, but you really are like running home with this. I love trios championships. I love I love six man tags. <laughs> They're great. That's what Raw was built on for so long, like in, in the Shield days. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd have that. That would be my way of separating them out. Of course, 
a three-man uh, division needs a lot more talent in, so you need to call up a lot more people. But yeah, but it's not like NXT is low on male talent. Let's be honest. Yeah, I do. I, but Raw and SmackDown is starting to become a year into the brand split, just over. Everything is the, it's starting to break. John Cena's a free agent. Corey Graves is announcing everything that WWE put out. The, the even the product those differences in production are starting to flatten out as well. When was the last time you heard SmackDown Live is the land of opportunity? Yeah. Like when when because that was the thing with SmackDown Live. It was meant to feel like it's a different show to Raw, mm. and the wrestlers got different opportunities. They made their opportunities on SmackDown. That really hasn't felt like the case in quite mm. some time on SmackDown Live, particularly after the superstar shakeup, and then the loss of Talking Smack really didn't help that either. So both shows just feel exactly the same. And you're right, and you're now starting to see these crossover things. It will. It won't be long before they start doing those. What they did in 2010 or wherever it was. They start doing Raw Super Shows mm. where SmackDown guys were allowed to wrestle on Raw, but then SmackDown was still a separate brand where only SmackDown guys went to. Yeah, it will just take a few bad ratings. Vince hasn't got any Goldbergs left to call up. <laughs> Uh, so what would you do? I I, w- I would separate the divisions. I'd put the women's one on one, cruiserweights, trios, tags. I, again, I'm not I'm not up for separating the the the. the well, I am for up for separating the women's division because I want them on both shows. I think that it adds variety um, mm. to your shows as opposed to just one just one pay per view just being nothing but dudes wrestling. It would be a bit weird. Having that, that, those total dudes. That's what I mean, it, and it just feels weird, and especially with wrestling having such an, a ring of honor. <laughs> Just especially with with wrestling having this real issue with trying to pull in women viewers mm. and female fans what you then would want to do is present them a show which is like this is nothing but men this sausage is, fest this is a monday complete night. monday night sausage fest but if you watch smackdown then you can watch the women but perhaps that is a way then to actually create that the difference because what Vince wanted was people to be fans of Raw and people to be fans of SmackDown mm. and then to have that WWE WCW mentality of like no I only watch WCW no I only watch the WWF having people go like I only watch SmackDown because SmackDown's got all like X, Y and Z well you know here's, here's because WWE wants to be very progressive that was Stephanie McMahon's thing so if you have the women's division on one brand maybe you have a uh the, the third gender whatever the new third gender is and they have their own division on Raw on Raw yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's just it's the cruiseways isn't it no <laughs> well that's all we've got time for today we will reveal the the winner of Fantasy Booking Warfare this Saturday with our No Mercy predictions and uh, we'll we could go over to Patreon and donate $5 a month to get access to our pay-per-view review. Our bonus pay-per-view we'll review. Up soon, which will be us reviewing a classic pay-per-view. Looking forward to that one. I'm really looking forward to it. I might so watch e- it this weekend, whatever one wins I was going to say, I'm so excited to see which one wins mm. because I have got my Friday evening free. Uh, I know. Kingslayer. So I was going to um, uh, have pizza and Ring of Honor, but yeah. may- maybe I will have pizza and the pay-per-view. That might be my tonight. Oh, yeah? Pizza and Ring of Honor. As soon as I said Ring of Honor Sausage Fest, I was like, pepperoni, <laughs> uh, pizza, stuff crust. This works. I really genuinely love doing mailbag episodes. But uh, do you know what else I think is, is very important for you and I when doing Wrestle Rambles? What's that? I always find that when we ever when we do a, a double taping, mm. our second episode is always better. It's so much fun because we just stop caring. It's like, <laughs> there is there is a point where we like oh, we've talked a lot. I think after Fantasy Booking Warfare, 
because we're not talk we're talking about stuff we've created already and then we're like oh that was the difficult bit and we just relax and do not really care for the mailbag especially because this is the, last, the pressure's off this is like the last thing we record for a wrestle ramble and this will be the last thing we're recording for wrestle ramble until like next wednesday yeah and it always feels like that's such a long way away but we do end up just going off on mad tangents when mm. we do like the, the double tapings. Plus, like, um, if I suddenly regret anything I say or Google searches you might have accidentally uncovered <laughs> um, during the broadcast, I can just tell you to cut them out. <laughs> not that that has ever that happened. That has never happened. No, that has never happened. Not, not at all. I didn't get frantic WhatsApp messages um, essentially blackmailing me. Did I? Yeah, oh, it was in return for something else, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been. I needed the audio from something. I can't remember what it yeah. was. Not that it happened, obviously. No, no, that's all a hypothetical. A hypothetical situation. Should we read some more? Yeah. So one spelt uh, in letters, two, three, four, with numbers, five spelt in letters. That's very, confusing. That is very good. Big fan. I love wrestling and have been trying to find something to listen to or watch for a while about it. I'm so glad that I finally found one. <laughs> Like, th- where have you been looking? Because there are wrestling <laughs> podcasts everywhere. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm glad you found us first. Yeah, totally. Um, but you, you, if it took you a while to find a good a, a wrestling podcast, there are oh, so many. I mean, it's not like like I as probably you could tell by the start of this podcast. I'm, a, I'm well into my tabletop gaming. Mm. Trying to find like a decent channel that does tabletop gaming is harder than you think it would be, because a lot of tabletop gaming videos that they make. Are just people just doing it like with one camera to try and capture in the whole board so you can't really see the detail of anything on that but really the only shows that i like are, are sit down and shut up and um will wheaton's tabletop i was but, gonna say will wheaton that's two right there though. yeah no, but will wheaton's tabletop is a small part of a much bigger thing because mm. that's part of geek and sundry who put out like videos upon videos of stuff that i don't care about and I'm just subscribed to that channel just so I can get Will Wheaton's tabletop, which comes out like once every couple of weeks. I'm the same. I'm really into a very specific kind of pornography. And <laughs> it just it takes me forever to find anything. The internet is very vast. Yeah. Uh, they uh, yeah, they finish off with keep up the great work. So Whoa, yes, you. one, one two, two, three, four, five. five. Cheers, one, two, three, four, five, ten. You know, if you just need five more and we could have gone Ty Dillinger crazy. Dr. Fanakanaka. Fanakanaka? Dr. Fanakanaka says, Ooh, Kingslayer. Support Wonder Ollie. Give him a push. Cheers, Dr. Fanakanaka. The, the, the big dog. Uh, and then Unca- Uncanny13, simply write to you guys, are funny. Thank yeah, you. Yes, Thank Uncanny13. And um, a much more uh, substantial one here, Razman's Reality, who I know from Patreon. Oh, cool. I didn't know personally. Yeah. But he got in touch to say... Uh, by the way, it's Razman's reality. Reality like different kinds of reality mm-hmm. uh, or virtual reality. Not like real tea. Not like uh, real tea as in like, yeah, yeah, like but property. Houses but yeah, yeah, and totally. properties. Well, I, I never thought that. I always thought it was... I thought, yeah, I thought it was reality. Yeah, I'm, reality is in you like... You must get it a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. I'm not selling you a house. <laughs> I'm talking about like virtual it's reality. Just my branding. Different planes of, expi- yeah. of existence. So they, uh, they, he writes, my favourite two-man wrestling podcast. It's like a two-man power trip. I think that means, because he specified that it's two. Yeah, but Because I used to be a big solo monster, Mark, still am. Mm. He's, he's terrific. So that's a solo podcast. So maybe he's in the solo monster. Or solo monster. Mm. Solo monster's not the 
way you say it. Uh, but yeah, they write, Wrestle Ramble reminds me why, as a 30 plus year old wrestling fan, why I love the sport. Even when talking about the negatives, Ollie and Luke manage to always find some way to keep you entertained all the way through the show. Their passion for the sport and friendship with each other yeah. <laughs> make this a great listen each and every time and is also the reason why I am proud to support their YouTube channel on Patreon. Oh, Razman. Well done, Razman Realty. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sell me a property. Razman Realty. There you go. <laughs> looking, you, for, looking for crap gimmicks. The realtor. Send Razman Realty a tweet. Asking for <laughs> houses. Uh, but yes, thank you very much for your support. And what a lovely segue into a plug for what we're going to be doing very soon, which is a Patreon-exclusive podcast for uh, us reviewing a classic pay-per-view that you would have voted for. Absolutely, yeah, and that will be coming out in a couple of weeks' time, probably around like the 29th, 30th, mm. uh, the end of the September month. So you still got time to get your five dollar donations in, so that you can be a part of that pay per view. Although by the time you're actually hearing this, we're going to know what pay per view we're doing. Mm. We're unfortunately recording this before the results has, has come out, so we don't know what it is. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to be a good one because we've got five belters in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pledge five dollars uh, for that if you want access to that, and we'll see you for the Raw versus SmackDown review. Go home shows for no mercy on Wednesday. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.